This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. He's very much away at the moment. He's having a little rest because he's had a tough January. However, joining me is Joe Rimmer. Hiya, Joe. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm good. That's excellent. And pleased to announce the newest member of the sports desk. It's the one, the only... Have you quite finished, Joe? Just doing a drum roll. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could have brought enough. in a proper drum to do that. In fact, we could have brought me sound thing, couldn't we? Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, could have, have done that. Go back and get on. We're not starting this again. Yeah. <laughs> that is the voice of Sean Bradbury. Hello, Hello, Sean. How are you? Very well. Well, a little bit under the weather, but obviously. A little pleased. bit under no, the weather. Yeah. God, he's not even started properly yet. Know, he's, already he's already moaning. He's already moaning. Yeah, he's, he's hung over from celebrating <laughs> finally signing big, on the dotted line. Yeah, big transfer move. You need to ask him a little bit about himself. He needs to tell his background. Sean, tell us. A, how old you are? Oh, I had to have to reveal that straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, straight away, yeah. Uh, all the three is 33. How tall you are? About 5'10". Oh, so you're not the tallest member of the sports. That's oh, the remains, that remains no, 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 Where, where do you originate from? Uh, I hail from Wavertree. Wavertree? So, uh, yeah, so not a proper scouser then, basically. What do you mean, not a proper scouser? Not a proper scouser? Wavertree? L15, I'd say it's... That's how... Got got claims. Don't be silly. Speaking of somebody who's not from Liverpool, I would say that's not a proper scouser. I'd say you were were a borderline plastic. It's a harsh St. Helens view on the uh, the Liverpool boundaries here. Do you wear glasses? Uh, Yes. That's good, yeah. See, we can tell that, but (laughs) obviously the readers do not. And what is your Liverpool supporting background? Um, Well, yeah, Liverpool fan. Um, Had a season ticket since quite a while mid to late 90s I think it might have been the, the Julia Evans joint uh, experiments was my, was my first uh, season ticket season um, yeah I'm gone ever since um, and then been here been a social media editor for about four years um, done a few of the fans pods with Wheelock working my way up and here do I you am mean now. Paul Wheelock we yeah. don't call him yeah. by <laughs> say come on <laughs> Mr Wheelock yes um, yeah so that's about it and that Sean will be a regular voice that you will hear from now on on the podcast. He's so got a nice voice. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a nice he's, voice. He's quite a soothing mm-hmm. voice, I think. Yeah. 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 It's unlike mine, which jars massively whenever I listen back to it. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's the same for everybody else who's listening. Anyway. <laughs> I always think I sound quite excitable when I listen back to a pod, but that's, that's just Liverpool at the minute, really, I think, rather than... Well, I'm glad you mentioned that yeah. because we will start then with something that isn't very exciting for Liverpool fans, Joe. It's the news that we're just recording this on Friday afternoon. Uh, just emerged. We'll start with the bad news first. Uh, Joe Gomez has suffered a setback in his recovery from the fractured leg that he uh, suffered against Burnley. A tackle from Ben Mee back in December, I think it was December the 5th. Uh, Liverpool kind of expected him to be back, or certainly nearly back at the start of next month, which would be next week. But uh, Jürgen Klopp's issued uh, an update and it turns out that in his own words it's worse more serious than they actually thought when they had another look at it and he's not even started training yet no um, bad news although saying that I think when often when someone uh, suffers a, a fractured leg you don't exactly think two months on the sidelines so you, yeah. you do think longer so mm. I think early February would have been a big boost anyway so yeah but bad news and you know especially in the light of the situation right back's is obviously an issue for Liverpool at the moment and, and Gomez was in the form of his life um, was, had a really great season at centre-half alongside Virgil van Dijk and, and could fill in it right back as well so yeah so bad news but look you know, hopefully he's back before the end of February hopefully he's not too serious and not too much longer and um, he'll be getting there I think Klopp did say 
either early this month or late last month that mm. it was a clean break and that they were quite confident that it was healing okay so but then he's asked since said in these in these latest quotes that he do had another look and it's a ah, bit it's more, not, bit more okay. serious than he thought he hasn't gone into any detail but mm. i can only imagine there's perhaps a little bit more to it than just yeah, the fracture. We, can, we can only hope can't we um it's a blow though you know i, I would like to have seen that partnership between van dyke and, and joe gomez come back but look he'll make do and liverpool have done well without joe gomez and they can carry on doing well without him Mm. I mean, Sean Gomez's injury record at Liverpool, he's been very unlucky, hasn't he? If you go back to when, you know, when, when Klopp first came in and he got injured straight away, then he, then it took him a very long time, say best part of 18 months to get back. And then even last season, you know, you're looking at the April and then he suffered that injury, which meant that he had to sit out the last few weeks, missed the uh, Champions League final, missed the World Cup for England. And now he's missed the last 10 games. Looks like he's going to miss at least another three. Realistically, it's going to be probably mm. five or six. I mean, for him personally, you know, he's had to deal with quite a few blows, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. And, and as Joe was saying, he hit such a great groove early on this season. Was a, was a massive part of our consistency uh, at the start of the campaign. Formed a great partnership with Van Dijk. Um, so yeah, big blow for him. Big big blow for the team and the fans. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, you know, three, three games to come now. Two of them at home. Winnable games, you'd like to think. Um, and I know we are a bit banged up at the back, like we've said, at right back and at centre back, but. It, there's another gap after that. Is it ten days again um, after Bournemouth to the to the Champions League yeah, tie? So yeah. you'd like to think after after that little spell, hopefully uh, he'll be back. And and if he's around for the, the ten to 15, fifteen games that follow that, um, you know that's hopefully going to be the key time. When Jurgen Klopp also mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold, he missed out against Crystal Palace, having got injured before the Brighton game, but managed to play through it, play through the pain, and then it turned out his injury was a little bit worse than the, than Liverpool thought. Initially, people were saying. Uh, that it could be you know, four weeks, that he could be out for up to four weeks. But, you know, before the gaming at Crystal Palace, I think Jurgen Klopp was being a little bit a little bit naughty by suggesting he hadn't ruled him out. But then, you know, uh, Trent Alexander's been walking around with it in, in, in a leg brace, uh, a knee brace, sorry. Uh, but Klopp said today that, you know, Leicester might be a bit too soon, but after that, he could be okay. I wonder, would there be a temptation to play him against Leicester? Because with Milner's, is he just missing for the one game? Yeah, Milner's just be Leicester. Game, yeah. Would there be a temptation to to play him then, and then in the knowledge that you'd have Milner hopefully for those other two games to follow, and then you've got that gap, that ten ga- ten day gap we talked about. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's 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 kind of been a bit up in the air just how just how near he is to a return, but hopefully it's not not too far off. Joe, would you be willing to risk Trent, or is it just one of those? Because it seems as though it's it doesn't need an operation. It seems to be one where he just has to leave it to heal, and then he can play through the pain. I know I wouldn't I wouldn't want to risk him though. Just in case, if if you aggravate that. In like the Gomez news, um, you don't really want to be stuck having Milner as your your only sort of senior right back. Um, I'd play I play Rafa Camacho. I, I, I don't. You were advocating this before yeah, the Palace game, you know, just as well he was there at the end yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I just think he's clearly got talent. Um, Liverpool are at home. You know, it would be a lot more difficult if they were going away from home somewhere. But you know, I think these guys have got to get a chance sometimes. So he's he's young enough. I get him in. I, I, look, you know, I might be wrong. You might, Klopp might see things in training that we don't. But look, yeah, I, I think, why why not? He was certainly, certainly one of the better performers against Wolves, wasn't he? And it would mm. be interesting to see him surrounded by a complete first team. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. It's different, isn't it? And I think against Wolves, you had three teenagers in the lineup, plus a lot of players that weren't playing regularly. If you put Rafa Camacho in a team that is used to playing with each other, it should help him out a lot. Mm. Um, and he's been training with them, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been training with them a long time. I, I, I just think he needs to get a chance sometime. Now, now is the time. And yeah, he's 
I, th- I don't know qualms playing him. But Leicester, you'd assume, I think it's all Brighton who plays on the yeah. left flank. And he's, yeah. to be honest, I think he's one of their most underrated players. I quite he like is, him. He's so, a strange player, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's got a good good hit on him as well. Yeah. And he, he knows how to cross it. So it'll be a tough one, whoever's playing right back. Definitely, yeah. But will be tough as Zaha, though. Exactly. <laughs> and and there, there are no... There are no easy games that you can put Camacho into, can is this in the Premier League? So, look, I, I'd have no qualms playing him. I think he's got experienced teammates around him. Other than that, you, realistically, the only other thing you have to do is perhaps change formation. That's not going to happen, I, is I it? No. I don't want to see that. So, so yeah, I'd play him. Well, it was two years ago, almost to the day, that Trent was thrown in at Old Trafford yeah. for his first Premier yeah. League start after he'd made a, maybe a couple of substitute appearances and he did, did okay. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's a precedent there, isn't it? Like you say, Klopp's done it before, um, and that one way it wonders. I mean, is it well, alternatives? Is there a case for Fabinho there? Well, that's if Fabinho's fit. I mean, yeah. I know that we've, we've, we're unsure as of yet. I mean, he went off with a hamstring injury, didn't he? But it's that seemed more of a precaution than anything else, and I'm pretty sure if they have to patch him up. But again, as we've said, you mentioned with Trent, they have to be careful because they've got quite a few games coming up. Mm. The Man United game is the maker of Trent, and mm. sometimes, you know, when you have these crisis of injury and stuff like that then it could be the making of players so um, let's hope it's the making of Rafa Camacho I mean Liverpool aren't the only team to be suffering from injuries at this time of the year but this mm. is underlines when the best squads are available I know uh, Mauricio Pochettino had a bit of a slight dig at Liverpool earlier this week when he was previewing uh, Tottenham's game against Chelsea in the League Cup and uh, he was asked about you know you've got one or two injuries does it you know is your squad big enough and he says well I've, I've noticed that <laughs> Liverpool are in Dubai and you know they're meant to, uh, critics are saying that they've got the best squad in the in the league and yeah, I could kind of see where he was coming from do you agree? Not particularly I, look at Liverpool were drawn Liverpool got one of the hardest third round draws well they got the hardest third yeah. round draw well one of the hardest you could possibly you get could in possibly both get. In, yeah. the, in the league cup and it was an awkward one wasn't it the yeah. FA Cup where it's one where it, they can easily lose and they were playing against a Wolves team that put nearly their full team out because they're not going to win the league they're not going to finish in the top six and not going to get relegated so why wouldn't they go for it yeah I, I understand Pochettino's point and he, he probably gets sick of hearing you know Liverpool have got a great squad and, and to see Liverpool out the two domestic cups but well first of all I think Liverpool will be quietly quite happy that especially with the injuries they got they're not involved this weekend or in midweek you're delighted they're at the FA Cup aren't yeah, you yeah made up this <laughs> awful competition um, and, but they did get they did get a tough draw so look Tottenham Tottenham didn't win the League Cup did they so they're now out and has on it helped penalties them? yeah um, well, it's, they're still out though Doyle you know, it I know. doesn't matter so, so they're out it's on Tottenham, penalties what did you expect so it's, <laughs> it hasn't helped them has it ultimately it hasn't helped them so the only good thing about the FA Cup is if you win it <laughs> it's not that it's every it. competition, though. <laughs> yes, you enjoy it. An FA you, Cup run. You enjoy, say, no, you don't. You enjoy a Champions League run. You enjoy so you, you enjoy, so you you enjoy not a enjoy, title you challenge. You would not enjoy an FA Cup run if it went all the way to the final. No, because it's grim, isn't it? You have to go away to Oldham and away to... Oh, What's FC, wrong with that? FC Timpot, and you have to you have to play these games. Pause. Let's just rewind that. FC Timpot. Yeah, Who was that? I don't remember his Mansfield. Mansfield Town. What's wrong with Mansfield? Oh, they're that annoying chairman. Well, it was good to be honest were, it was good knocking them out with a handball they're characters of football people complain about there being no characters in football and the minute Liverpool come up against one you're going Nuh. no I don't complain about it I'm quite you're happy you're always complaining about the FA Cup no I don't complain about them being no characters I don't want characters <laughs> to look I don't we, we, this is a can of worms we don't want to open but I want to open this can of worms okay. because not much has happened I can't this stand week. I, mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't stand these little clubs uh, in, in the I know, I'm going to stop yeah. you there because you just got to offend everybody Sean I'll, I'll ask you because as you are new to our pod 
What's your view on the FA Cup? And I'll ask the pair of you a question after that. So what's your view on the FA Cup? Are you glad Liverpool are out like Joe is? In the circumstances of this season, I see it as a blessing. This uh, is only if they win the league. If Liverpool do not win the league, we'll come back to this and we'll go, why on earth did they not make more of an effort in the FA Cup and the league? Cup? I That's will, exactly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So let's just, let's just take it as it is for now. Is it actually a blessing? Really? I, I think it all goes back to the draw. And, and like you said, you know, all, all the teams who were fighting towards the top of the league um, rested or, you know, play, played weakened teams in, in, in the last round. We were unlucky because we got one of the toughest draws that was left available in the competition. Uh, like you said, a way to a really good side. Um, it would have been nice to have a couple more games and be able to give some of our fringe players a bit more of a run out. Um, and I, I do disagree with the with the Tim Pot Club thing. You know, I think there's a lot of our fans who would probably like to take off some grounds and go away to some of these listen games. To listen to um, him, just desperate to get people on side straight away, isn't it? FA Cup, Don't worry about the listeners, Sean. Never worry about the listeners. But, um, but as I said, as the circumstances are, as they are now, um, I'm pretty happy with this break we've had. I think this could be pretty crucial for, for the, the rest of the season, really. So I do not think it's a bad thing this season. What Sean's just said reveals a lot, though, doesn't he? His, his first words about the FA Cup, it would have been nice to play some of our fringe players a bit more. So he was hardly taking it seriously, was he? Jurgen Klopp has set this, though, because if you look at... Go back to, Rafa, Klopp, go, go, no, go back to Rafael Benitez's first season and he put a half-team out of Burnley and lost. And as far as I'm concerned, he got a bit burnt by that. Because the next season, while he didn't put like a full-choice team out against Luton in the, the third round... By the end of the game, he more or less had his near enough first choice team, which he mm-hmm. needed to, to beat Luton 5 3. And then after that, because of the draws that Liverpool had, I think it was Portsmouth United, was it? Yeah. Next, yeah, no, Birmingham away, yeah. then Chelsea, and then obviously the final. Liverpool kind of implored to pick their first choice team. Klopp hasn't really had that with the draws that Liverpool have had. No, Everton, Everton was perhaps one where they did, and then they, they won that. And then West Brom, they kind of, it was a good team ish. And I think, well, to be honest, the West Brom game was just odd because the whole VAR yeah. thing, which I think threw everybody. But is it Klopp that's not taking the competition seriously enough? No, I don't no, think he is. No, I, I, I just think you cut your cloth accordingly, don't you? And I think this season he's looked at it and thought, we've got injuries, quite a lot of injuries in different places. We've got a real title challenge. I mean, rewind last season, they went in the room for titles. So but you they can still understand did the same thing. Perhaps, oh, well, yeah, you said perhaps they, they, they did do a bit of a stronger team, to be so, fair, yeah. You cut your cloth accordingly. Look, I, again, I'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to the FA Cup. If Liverpool are in the semi-finals, I desperately want them to win it. But these early stages, I can't stand. So more than happy to um, have a free weekend and get yeah. a breather. I think as well, uh, you know, not to go back to a game that was quite a while ago now, but looking at the team, that, that Wolves team, obviously there was a bit of youth in it, as we've already mentioned. But Sturridge and Rigi both started, didn't they? And, 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 you know, Shaqiri played as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it, was it that yeah. weaker team? I mean, Sturridge has had... A bit of a renaissance early in the I think, season. I think it's more the fact that they all were thrown at the yeah. same time. Yeah, so the they disruption. They play together, yeah. do they? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair point. But it was a team that, you know, competed on the day, so it got back into the game and, you know, made a decent fist of it. And it was a great winning goal from them, so could have been different. Now, we're could not going to do the whole FA Cup thing again, because we did that good. the other week, Joe, me and you nearly had a fight. Um, <laughs> but what we I will do is someone has been asking or making this point on social media today, well, I saw it anyway, and asking the question, is the League Cup now better than the FA Cup? And I yes, know, it I, is. I'm not, yes, I'm it not, is, Ian. Not, That's not, what no. you're asking me. And I think it was more to do with the fact that the games are one-offs, maybe with the exception of the, the semi-final, but even yeah. that now doesn't have extra time after two leagues and goes straight to penalties. Mm, yeah. Do they have extra time in the games? Or did they go straight to penalties? Uh, I can't remember, I'll be honest. Pass, pass. <laughs> Does, no, he goes, uh, he goes straight to penalties. It's yeah. straight to penalties because Everton got beat by Southampton. That was straight yeah, to penalties. Yeah. 
the only thing for me on the League Cup is that they're missing the trick. And I think I've mentioned this before that if they just had the semi final at one venue, a neutral venue, one game, so yeah. basically nick the FA Cup. The, you know, the thing that we all miss about the FA Cup, the semi finals, which is probably still in the old days, the FA Cup semi final day at weekend was always brilliant. And now it's at Wembley. It's nowhere near as good as mm. far as I'm concerned. But the League Cup could do that. Imagine that just like a midweek in January, it cut a game down as well. And perhaps the top teams would then take it even more seriously. Having said that, what's the League Cup final? Man City against Chelsea. What was yeah. last season's? Mm. Man City against Arsenal. What was the season before that? Can't remember. Man, Man, United, Man United against that? Man United Southampton. The year before yeah. that was Liverpool against Man City. So yeah. hang on, the top teams get yeah. there anyway. Look, to be honest, I think the thing about the League Cup is it starts earlier, doesn't it? So it starts at a point of the season when teams aren't quite as knackered. And I think the problem the problem that the FA Cup has got as, as seasons and years have gone by is that it now starts at a time when no club wants it, do they? By the time it comes nah, around, the Premier is, League doesn't want... Well, it's interesting you say that because surely if you're a team like Everton who are not going to get relegated, and like Wolves as well, who aren't going to get relegated, aren't going to probably finish in the top six. The FA Cup's brilliant because if you get a good draw, you've got momentum and then you are looking forward to... That's what they're looking forward Perhaps looking so, to. but I think in the cold light of day, they're looking at league position all the time. And a club like Everton are looking at, can we be eighth and take the prize money that comes with coming eighth? Or... Can we be 30 and 40 million just for finishing last? And I know, I know. Look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's what I think they do. Well, Liverpool and, aren't looking um, at it that way, are they? No, but they're looking at a title challenge, aren't they, right now? And and if they're not looking at title challenges in years gone by, they're often looking at trying to get in the top four. So what what is more important to, to say Klopp? I, I think, unfortunately, the way football's gone, top four in Champions League. Mm. And and I just think with the, the League Cup start earlier, it gives you a chance to... And by the time you get through to January, and if, you in, if you're in the, the semi-finals of the competition, then you can take it seriously. Whereas the FA Cup starts at a time when clubs just don't need it, don't want it. Is, is the answer then to reward the winners with some kind of European place? Well, they did, well they've got one anyway, haven't they? Yeah. They get the Europe, you're saying then perhaps give them a Champions League Champions place. League, yeah. No, I don't do that. I definitely think they should put just the... Just cancel the, the FA Cup. No, put the semi-finals back onto neutral venues. That would make it far more interesting. Well, that, that would at least be a start. But it, fair enough, just cancel it. They're not going to cancel it. They should cancel you. <laughs> anyway, uh, having said that, having said all of that, City played in the League Cup in midweek, Sean. They were already winning 75 nil against Burton going into the second leg. And their team, I thought their starting 11 was quite strong. Straight Aguero strong. played. Yeah. Mahrez played. Who else played? Uh, De Bruyne, did he play? Yeah, I think he played, started, yeah. yeah. Were you he surprised by that? And does that go against completely what Joe's just said? <laughs> well, I, I was talking about the League Cup... You take it seriously once you get to the semi-finals and the FA Cup. You yeah, don't but they're already it. winning nine nil. Yeah. Anyway, but- it's not your question. <laughs> I think uh, they're just a little bit of a different case, aren't they? Just because of the, the depth they've got, and obviously, yeah, De Bruyne as a name is someone who you think, oh, hang on, he's starting that game. But in the context of this season, with the injury he's had, True. he's still on the comeback yeah. trail. Um, Aguero has been rotating a little bit more recently than he was at the start of the season with um, Jesus playing. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the names still still sound stellar, and they are, but. They're a little bit of a different case, I think, in terms of rotation. Going back to the injuries then, stepping away from the FA Cup, because I can just see Joe's just starting to... to, <laughs> to, to <laughs> he's pulling the chair apart, and believe me, he actually is pulling the chair apart. Uh, Ginny Wijnaldum looks like he's going to be back, or should be back against Leicester next Wednesday. Now, is he somebody who, I think we may have mentioned this in the previous pod, that if we look at our ratings for this season, which predominantly have been done by me, I think he's like the second or third top performer certainly was during the, the opening weeks along with Joe Gomez actually yeah. mm. um, but he's he's 
been, certainly since Klopp's been here, he's been that player that's almost always been involved. Doesn't really get masses amount of praise because he doesn't score a lot of goals, doesn't do a lot of assists, but he does an awful lot of other stuff. And he seemed to be somebody who I thought that they missed against Palace. Definitely. Uh, he is the sort of player who you don't realise you've got till he's gone, do you? And, mm. and as soon as he's out of the team, you think that they could do with him. And, and it's even during the game, you didn't think, oh, where's Wijnaldum? It's then when you no. sat down and went, oh, you know, would you know, yeah. have really helped him there. Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because in the summer, if you look, if you think back to when they bought Fabinho and Cater, we were all talking. And I think if you'd have asked any of us then, who, if anyone, would Liverpool sell or who would make way? I think most of us would have said Wijnaldum. Mm, um, and And... It probably is quite unfair, isn't it? Because he plays a lot of games under Klopp and he does help them. He's incredibly strong. He's very good in possession. Doesn't give a lot of balls away. Isn't... I think this this idea that he disappears in games is kind of a bit of a myth now. It, it is now. It, it never is. used to be. It, it never think, used to be. Earlier in his Liverpool career, perhaps not. when he. I think as well when he played a bit further forward, but he's dropped deeper and deeper. Mm. And now him in those deeper positions I think he's very very good So, which is funny when you can look at how he plays for Holland and he's like yeah. the number 10 and he's, he's like always scoring, order, yeah, he's he's scoring. scoring. Yeah. he can do it all really um, yeah I'm a big fan of him and I think they did miss him against Palace and I think he'd be huge to have him back against Leicester yeah. Yeah. Sean are you a Wan Alden fan? yeah totally agree I think the way he's adapted to that to that deeper role has been just tremendous, really. And like you said, you've missed the consistency in the first kind of like 15, 20 games of the season. He's been he's been superb. Um, I think in a way, it has probably contributed to Cater's struggles a little bit. The, the way that mm. you could argue what, what we were looking to do last summer in terms of bringing in, obviously, Fabino happened, Cater happened, Fakir. It, we're always going to chop and change in midfield as the season goes on, but you could have looked upon that as a, as a whole new first-choice midfield. And like Joe said... Would someone like Wijnaldum was his, would his role have been under question a little bit? But he's responded to that superbly. Milner as well in the first dozen games or so was just like superhuman. Uh, I think that's probably put pressure on on the new lads a little bit because you know brought in maybe like they and, and fans and even us would have thought would be kind of straight into the first team, but it didn't really work out like that. And yeah, Genie's been great. We definitely missed missed the control he exerts. I mm. think just uh, against Palace, he covers a lot of ground yeah. as well, oh, doesn't he? Yeah, so so if there's so any cr- criticism of say Fabinho, who obviously is doing, he's become one of the key players. Is that it's not his job? He doesn't co- cover quite the same amount yeah. of ground that that Wijnaldum does. But then who does? No yeah. one yeah. does. Do no, they? Exactly. He's exactly. very strong. He does a lot of the dirty work. It's funny actually. I had an argument with an Everton, Everton supporting colleague who I won't reveal whose name it is. <laughs> but um, is it Sam Carroll? Uh, yeah, it's Sam yeah. Carroll. <laughs> yeah. I feel it might be um, about. It's, it's just. I think it, it sort of shows what the rest of the Premier League perhaps think about a player like Genie Wijnaldum. And he was talking about Andre Gomez, and, and we were talking about how good he is, and 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 I said I don't. I expressed the opinion that I don't think he's quite as good as what he's being made he's out a lot of style he's, he's very style, stylish he hasn't substance. quite got the substance and but then is that to do with the players around him that said he perhaps. didn't do particularly well at Barcelona no, and the and fans no. weren't massively keen on him and he, he probably had a, a good handful of games at Everton and, and a lot of people got very excited but that's not that's beyond the point the point was that he said to me oh he's easy walking to Liverpool's midfield and I, and I said at the expense of who? And he said, Wijnaldum. And I said, Wijnaldum's so much better than him. And it's funny because he, he was he snorted like, oh, Wijnaldum. And I think that's what a lot of other fans would think mm. because you don't see him every week. And, you know, you, you think about players throughout time that to Liverpool be fair, have had. To who, be fair, if you don't that. watch him every week, you don't I think, see. I what, think that most of Liverpool's midfielders, other fans would say the perhaps, same thing. Yeah. If you say Henderson, they go. Yeah. If they say yeah. um, even Fabinho, they just go Milner. 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 Yeah, yeah just perhaps, go, perhaps, perhaps it's... It's a lot of them, but certainly Wijnaldum is... Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I made that point. I said, Wijnaldum is a fixture 
in a Liverpool midfield, which is top of the league right now. With so record amount of points. Yeah, so, yeah. so you can't tell me that he's a bad player. You can't say that there are that many better players because if they were, then they'd be doing a lot better, yeah. wouldn't they? He's, he's kind of the exact opposite of a highlights player. Isn't he? You watch yeah. a match today, mm. you might not see him involved in that much end product. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what well, the one who springs to mind is like Harry Kewell. Yeah. You, you watch yeah. him on match today and like, even when we signed, it was like, wow, he's going to be amazing. You know, he's scoring, he's getting assists, but then work rate and, you know, obviously that's delving back into the past, but there were, there were a lot of problems. But yeah, Genie's the opposite. He just does so much when, you, when you're there yeah. watching the game. He's like yeah. a footballer's footballer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet his teammates yeah. yeah. love to yeah. play with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lovely smile. Yes, lovely, lovely, lovely yeah. smile. And have yeah. you been sending him text messages? Oh, doing tweets, I should say. No, that, that was a, a wonderful story today of him sitting oh. behind. For anyone that hasn't seen it, go, go onto our website or go on his, just go on his social media. A, a guy was, yeah, yeah. A guy was, give us a click. A guy, a guy was sitting in front of him on an easy jet flight. Flight, text his mate saying I'm pretty I'm 99% sure I'm on the same flight as Jeannie Wijnaldum who was sitting behind him filming <laughs> <laughs> and saying busted uh, and I think they subsequently met once they got off the flight yeah, and got a picture smiles. together all, all smiles, smiles. Yeah. Great, uh, great stuff The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo that leads me nicely on to the big social media story of this week, which is Mohamed Salah. I thought you can say Sean Bradbury <laughs> joining the Echo Sports. We've done that. Yeah, We've done that. that, We've done that. It's gone now. It's that's, in the past. Yeah, it it really isn't a lot to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, but this is... We are, we are, this is... This is no, hang on, we say that. We say that, but best. as... Don't say that. We're going to come to that a bit later on, believe me. Um, <laughs> the barrel's scraping. <laughs> literally scraping the barrel. You can hear it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Mohamed Salah, he caused a little bit of a meltdown amongst certain Liverpool fans earlier this week by deleting all of his social media accounts. And then, lo and behold, he popped up again earlier today and it was all a big promotional thing for DHL. <laughs> what What was your your take on that, Joe? Is that what you're going to ask me? Yeah, that's what, what did you expect it to say? I haven't taken it. it was just yeah, you a, do. I don't really. It was Were just, you worried when was, he deleted it? No, or did you think, oh... No, I, was, I wasn't worried because what what does that what does that even mean? I, he deleted his Twitter and Facebook and Instagram profiles. There will be a lot of people uh, listening to this who would have been like, oh, I'm very curious as to why he's done that. Why has he done that, et cetera, et cetera. Especially after the cryptic suppo- tweet. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. Don't try and belittle this I'm not entire bl- I'm thing. Not You're belittling, belittling the story that was very popular early this week on our website, which you went for. <laughs> I'm not, not belittling I'm just saying it was very much... It was very disappointing that it was all for DHL. I, there was you some, see, so you say disappointing. You say disappointing, but I think it's actually genius. And I say fair play to all of them because we're talking about it on a Liverpool podcast that's, and we're talking true. about DHL. True. It is absolutely yeah. 100% worked. One of the most read we take, stories take, on our site this week. Are we taking notes? Perhaps what we need to do is delete the entire Echo website for, <laughs> <laughs> for an hour and then put it back on. Go like, and propose that to the editor, Doyle. Let's see how far that one gets. I'll yeah. 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 <laughs> just say that you mentioned it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it was a great promotional stunt. Well done, Mohammed and DHL. Uh, right, well, come back to actual football. <laughs> um, Liverpool's youth teams, the under-23s and the under-18s, they were, they've all been in action over the last couple of days. Uh, big one, Sean, was on Monday night uh, the youth in the Youth Cup sorry, at St. Helens. I was there, James was there. We saw Liverpool beat Accrington Stanley 4-0. And before anybody says Accrington Stanley, who were they, etc., etc., <laughs> they had beaten Leeds 4-2 in the previous round. So they've, they, you know, they've got a bit about them, but... Liverpool weren't particularly great. They won, but the ha- hat trick was scored by uh, Powell Glatzel, not Paul Glatzel. It's Powell because Powell. he's, he's he, who got is a scouse, though, isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, We've I, had thought this. He was, I thought no. he was scouse born German. But he lives outside of Liverpool. I'm not sure where. You know, there's some debate as to whether he's actually a scouser. Oh, but, he, but he's. 
an Eng- well, he's English born. He's English born. He's an English born German. He's got of German heritage. From like Bayern Munich. No, no, no. He's he's born and bred in in England. Anyway, don't interrupt me, please. Sorry. Scored the hat trick. He's got yep. twenty goals this season. Bobby Duncan gets more of the headlines. He's got he's got nineteen. And in fact, he made an appearance for the under twenty threes on Thursday night. They won two 0 Is it good for Liverpool that they've got these players who've got a chance of coming through? Because for as much as people look at Trent, who's done incredibly well, and Rafa Camacho and Curtis Jones, the one that they all look at is forwards, isn't it? Yeah, um, it certainly is. It certainly is, and especially at the minute, I think, because you know, obviously Solanke's gone. Um, looking ahead to the summer, you would imagine there's going to be other of the forwards who are in the squad at the minute are going to follow him um, and that was if if we were to have done business in this January window of course we still could but it's not looking likely uh, a forward was the one I would I hoped we we would bring in um, just because looking ahead to the summer you've got um, Salah and Mane in the African Cup of Nations two, two long seasons two tournaments at the end of them I was thinking it's going to be a bit uh, strenuous for them they've you know all, all, the, all the front line seem pretty superhuman in terms of the ability to, to avoid injuries um, and I just kind of think at some point our luck's going to run out at the very least they're going to be very tired um, so yeah any any young forwards who are showing potential um, there could be genuine opportunities for them if they have you know continuing to, to impress this season have a good pre-season maybe uh, so yeah very very good to see Joey can you under- understand the excitement from fans or the interest from fans in players who you know a strike partnership that scored 39 goals and wow it's at under-18 level and they're still several years away from even being in contention with the first team. I mean, it does all go well, doesn't it? Definitely. I, I think, look back to when I was growing up and the, there were certain players in the, in the youth team. I always remember Neil Mellor scoring mm. a hell of a lot of goals at youth level and, and, and I always remember looking out for him and getting quite excited as he as he got close to the first team. And Yeah, I mean, goals catch the eye, don't they? So when you, when you see a strike partnership that scored that many goals between them, um, you can't help but wonder what the future holds for them. But they're not the only talented players in that team, no. and mm. that there the are teens in particular. Yeah, have a very good they've got season. a lot of talented young players. So um, I think there's quite a few to look out for. So I mean, I think that the, the academy they had a bit of a barren spell, didn't they, for for a long time? Benitez changed a lot around, trying to get trying to get it working again. And in the last few years, they seem to. have yeah, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? The conveyor belt mm. is moving again, mm. but it, it genuinely does seem to be producing much better talent than it has Work, done for a long in time. Cycles though, doesn't yeah. it? You look at you know Manchester United haven't had a lot yeah. of good youngsters for a while, mm. and they've got one or two that, that yeah. started to come through. You look at Manchester City; they pumped in an awful lot of money, and you know Phil Foden's come through, maybe one or two on the on the but fringes. It, it take, it's no guarantees. It's putting all this money no. in, and I'm getting these, but you've got to give the players the best chance possible and, and Liverpool at the moment are doing that they do and and, that's, and again it's, it's like sometimes it almost becomes another cliche doesn't it to say uh, Klopp's the type of manager that gives them a chance but he's proven he does you know we just talked before he threw Trent in against Manchester United mm. away from home it, he clearly gives these players time a lot of them get the chance to train with the first team um, he'll be aware of a lot of the likes of Glatzel and, and Duncan he'll be very much aware of them he, he clearly finds ways to get them involved you know even little little things like giving Brewster making Brewster do his, all his rehabilitation yeah. at Melwood is such a nice and clever move isn't it from Klopp to show him that he's involved so um, yeah I think all these young players are at the perfect club and hopefully we see one or two of them because it, it, it makes everything better doesn't yeah. it yeah, yeah it doesn't make yeah. everything feel better seeing Trent you know hopefully part of a, a title winning squad or at least a trophy winning squad is um, 
so much better than just any old right back. Uh, and Liverpool under 18s are in action again tomorrow against Manchester United at the Academy. That's in the, in the Premier League Cup in the quarterfinals. And uh, so let's hope that they can put one over the old rivals there. Now, in future years, everybody, the first team and the Academy and everybody will be based at Kirby. Uh, after the decision to, to to move there, some pictures were released this week, Sean, of work ongoing at the new training complex at the far end of where, of where the academy is. For, for anybody who knows, it's at the far end from where it's based now. Are we excited at seeing girders? Yeah, everything looked very well, very well dug and excavated. Um, a lot of, of good-looking mud. Um, yeah, pictures and video again on our website. That's all there. Um, but, but yeah, no, he's, he's, um, he's not lost. He's on ground. <laughs> he's, he's on, on message. On message. Um, no, but it is exciting, and you know, everyone's made the right noises about it. Klopp seems very excited about it. I think it's, it's, it seems like the right thing. You know, that everyone will be much closer together and able able to kind of look out and see what they're what they're striving for, and everything Joe's just said about. Um, you know the things that seem to happen now uh, about you know getting the youngsters training and, and like kind of immersing them in the squad um, will be kind of easier to do. Um, so yeah, it seems great to me. Joe, are you kind of encouraged by the fact, or is it unusual to see Liverpool actually making these kind of steps in terms of you can actually physically see what's going on? By what I mean by that is for glad you, glad you <laughs> what I mean for that is that we had 10, 15 years of we're going to move into this new stadium mm. and we did nothing about it. We're mm. going to do this and we did nothing about it. And then FSG for you know for the, the critics out there, they, they do still have them. They went, we're going to build this main stand and they built it. And now with recommendation from Jurgen Klopp, we're going to move everything over to the Academy at Kirby and we are now building it. Yep. They're actually, you know, they're not just speaking it, are they? No, actions are speaking louder than words. They certainly are. You know, I think I've never hidden the fact that I think they've been very, very good owners for Liverpool. I know people have had certain frustrations in terms of transfers at times with them, but I think you've got to look at the club as a whole and the way they've grown it. And Liverpool is back on the map as a global force, isn't it, in football? You know, when you only have to go to Anfield nowadays and any of us that's been going for a long time, well, no, it just looks so much better. And mm. You've got so to think... You've it's got around to put yourself, the ground as well, isn't it? It's, around, it's around the yeah, stadium around the as ground. well, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you've got to put yourself in the shoes of someone who perhaps is coming over to Anfield for the first time and has looked forward to coming over for a long time or, or someone who's maybe just in the city visiting Liverpool who thinks, I want to go and see a football ground. I've heard, I've heard of Anfield. I want to go and see it. They'll be impressed, won't they? They'll, they'll walk around the stadium and think, wow, this is this is somewhere that I want to come and see and and, and they've done that um, it's Anfield's magnificent nowadays and I hope they get the Anfield Road then done I think they will the proof is in the pudding in terms of they did the main stand so um, yeah and obviously it's it's a huge it's huge for Klopp isn't it that he wanted them all together at the mm. academy and it's, it's, it shows it's a show of commitment to him that it's a show of commitment by him as well yeah, that, he's still, gonna, that he's yeah. still gonna be around yeah. to, to be able to, to see that through yeah so for both ways isn't it it's, it's a great show of commitment that they're gonna move it all up there and, and build some build some state-of-the-art facilities and again when you're looking to sign players and grow as a club stuff like that only helps now Louis Suarez Sean uh, commented this <laughs> week <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't segue that could you yeah yeah I couldn't, I couldn't. There, was, there was no way um he said some nice things a about Liverpool, basically saying that when you play for Liverpool, you 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 know you always love the club, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe not if you're Paul Konchesky, but you know for most <laughs> players, um, certainly the successful ones. Funny that, isn't it? Uh, and he also said that you know any player would love to play under Jurgen Klopp, 
Oh, he did also say that, but I'm at Barcelona, we're at two different clubs, so this isn't really an issue at the moment. That hasn't stopped. That didn't stop a lot of Liverpool fans no. thinking about, oh, could Suarez come back? And then just in the week where it's his 32nd birthday as well, I think people forget he's he's getting on a little bit now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, would well, you would you want him back? Uh, personally, in a flash, in a heartbeat, whatever's quicker out of those two, I'd, I'd, have, him, I'd, have, him, I'd have him right back. A flashing heartbeat. Uh, yeah, like a flashing yeah. heartbeat. Let, let's go with that. Um, absolutely. Just think everything that he's about would be would be fantastic in this Liverpool team. Um, you know, the, the, the talk of a striker and a forward, people have been suggesting who we could, Liverpool could go for, like Werner and people. Obviously, he could he could play across that whole front line. Um, I think, like we said before about how kind of indestructible the front line seemed to be he'd, he'd add to that because he never misses game that would be that would be tricky certainly if he came in now as, as unrealistic as it would be um, but no I think he'd be he'd be welcomed back to the club by the fans and would, would add so much um, yeah definitely Joe do you agree I mean Norwich could get promoted so he'd be guaranteed <laughs> yeah. at least 39 goals against them next season if he was 132 I think I'd still want him back <laughs> I, I just he, he was such a player wasn't he and, and he puts in such a shift that yeah I think if he was 132 and and could barely walk. He'd still be running around most more than most players. He's just he's a force of nature. So yeah, like Sean, um, whatever's quickest. Um, it's it, it's a dream. It's never not going to happen, though, but, is it? But, no, but never going to happen. If, if there was any glimmer of hope, then I'd be all over it. Yeah, be interesting to see what what type of player he becomes as he as he ages and slows yeah. down a bit. You know, will he? Will he? Kind I think of, he's going to become a massive narc, isn't he? He's just going to go around. <laughs> yeah. He's never going to be. He's, gonna, he's just going to foul people. I'd probably love him even more. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just be nudging players, knocking them over. Can't run past it off. Get down. Apart from the obvious, <laughs> the, the biting and all that, I, I didn't mind. It was just like you know what? He was that mad, wasn't he? That it was all because of he had this mad will to win and he, mm. when he got so wound up and frustrated it just came it's out in strange ways I mean his it? numbers at Barcelona yeah, are incredible oh, when you bear in mind that he's played really? for the first two seasons alongside Neymar and Messi yeah. and then obviously Messi and you know, Coutinho Dembele all of those yeah. it, it, it's not just his numbers though it was just that I've never seen a player fight for a throw in the way he did it was <laughs> it was everything he, he, he was all in wasn't he when he went yeah. on the pitch he, he put everything into it and I love that about him and I love that he was quite honest, wasn't he? He wore his heart in his sleeve and yeah, he wanted to move on to Barcelona. I didn't really blame him for that, but he um he loved Liverpool. He he put up, put his all in and yeah, I'd love love seeing back. Love now I know you didn't like me last segue into Suarez, but yeah. this one is better because okay. we're going to talk about Liverpool's best ever January signing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. it's almost like someone suggested this. Yeah, isn't it? It's almost like I wrote it down yeah. as well because yeah. I didn't originally have Suarez written down, <laughs> but I put that in. Um, Suarez obviously joined in January. It doesn't look basically yeah. it doesn't look like Liverpool are going to sign anybody unless something remarkable happens over the next six or seven days Klopp isn't a massive fan of the January transfer window that said he did sign Van Dijk last uh, last January that seemed to go okay for him been alright hasn't uh, it he's been okay uh, I think the January transfer window has it been something like 13 14 years mm. round about then I think 2005 like, 2006 yeah. or when it when it first came into being I seem to remember da- uh, maybe Daniel Iger was Liverpool's first one in the January 2006 yeah, that was 2005 wasn't it was it no six Sure, it wasn't was it five. Ooh. I think was he around? I think it was two thousand six because he wasn't. Yeah, he he wasn't at the. Well, I haven't no. said that. Pellegrino. Uh, oh, that's not. That's right. Yeah, there was a January transfer window yeah, before two thousand five because that's yeah, when they signed yeah, him. Yeah, 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 that's right. But Morientes as well. Yeah, so that must Morientes, have been the first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So since then, then what are we saying to Liverpool? Ask you, for, uh, Sean, give Joe a chance to have a bit mm. of a think. I think there's, there's there's four. Obviously, you've mentioned Suarez. You mentioned Van Dijk, and then Sturridge and Coutinho. Really, in terms of like. 
have, coming in and having a fairly instant impact and setting the team up for the next season seems to be what what those mm. four have have kind of you know done very well. Um, well, hope, hopefully in the case of Van Dijk that this you know proves to be a, a fruitful season. Um, obviously, yeah, Van Dijk, the by far the most costly of those, but that's kind of not not quite. I was going to say peanuts, but seventy five million. You can never really say that's peanuts, can you? But it's going to hopefully prove to be quite no, a small no, thing. You, you can't. Even on your new massively improved wages, you can't say that. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say it's between those four though, and they've, they've all they've all been great. There's also uh, mentioned Agatha. There's also Skirtle as well. Skirtle. Yeah. No, I was going to say Skirtle. It's so overlooked that a man who, who spent what six years in Liverpool for six years 2007 he signed or he was left 2016 2016 so it's eight years eight and a half years for what six million 6.5 so what value for money Liverpool got for him Aga obviously was a classy player no injuries sort of on the slide, Liverpool have made some really good January signs. Alvaro Arbolo, Alvaro oh, Arbolo was, was a very good player. Mascherano. Um, yeah, but you know one of my favourites, just because it was just such a special moment, Robbie Fowler, coming back mm. to Liverpool. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't, I know he, he didn't go on and, and like, he didn't repeat the first spell, but but it was just the nicest moment to see him back. I've never seen a player more excited to resign, or sorry, to sign for a oh. club than his first interview back, where he just couldn't believe what had happened. And it was um, the best bit of, bit, bit of PR Rafa Benitez ever did as well, didn't, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was brilliant. Gave him so, lift. Didn't he almost um, score an overhead kick as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, he did. Yeah, but yeah, he was ruled out for offside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Outrageous. But yeah, I loved, loved seeing him back. Maxi Rodriguez was another was he January? January signing. Yeah, uh, pretty sure he was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been a Very few... Impressive. Duds. You look yeah, at Morientes yeah. didn't quite. I think he just yeah. gone past his best. And I was excited about him, a bit gutted about him, really. Mm. Yeah, it was weird. Some of them like didn't last very long. Kromkamp, he was oh, only there for about six months, and he played yeah. in the FA Cup final. He was, he was, he was barely there for it. Yeah. Hardly anything. Yeah, they were just swapping and chopping and changes right back to that stage. They didn't they just, though. They didn't win the FA Cup. Yeah, they did. Well, the FA Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, who, who Andy Carroll. Was, mm. I didn't I go think quite. Right. That, I, but I, Andy Carroll. I like Andy Carroll. Again, again. I liked him. I, I thought he was a decent. <laughs> I thought he was a decent lad. Like, <laughs> you but, met him, yeah. but, uh, I've never met him. He'd be good for but, a pint. But, yeah. but secondary, I, I know this um, it makes me a massive hypocrite. But I did say I was a hypocrite before, so I don't mind saying it. I love that semi-final goal. Just no. that was yeah, worth that was, thirty-five that was, million. Um, that, that was in the FA Cup. Wasn't wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that was yeah, worth yeah, the thirty-five million. Yeah, yeah, the FA Cup is great when you get to the yeah. Great lad. But yeah. I, I always remember. Uh, Isn't this why the FA Cup is great? Because it gives you yeah. moments like that. I, I was it's just like, like full circle. When Liverpool just love the FA Cup. When Liverpool signed, just quite, quite a good story. When Liverpool signed Andy Carroll, I was. As you do, I was working on a banana farm in, in Australia. It was like six in the morning when they announced it. Hang on, can we just in pause Australia. that for a second? Yeah, yeah, can we just, can we just rewind, that yeah. Back, rewind that back yeah, up a bit? Yeah. You're working on... on... On a banana farm in Australia. A lot of people will have done stuff like that if they've travelled. If they've backpacked around Australia, you have to do all these odd jobs. What kind of bananas hell, were they? Hell on earth. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> just trying to catch <laughs> yeah. you up. Um, so, so anyway, <laughs> and there was one of the guys I, I was sort of situated with was... Um, a Newcastle fan and I remember him saying to me why has Andy Carroll gone to Liverpool you are on a bigger club than Newcastle Ooh. and we had this massive argument at six in the morning about who was a bigger club which I clearly at least won. you had a lot of energy um, to do it because you had, had all those bananas yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot but, of potassium yeah. Yeah. I also remember because I was again I was away I was already seeing bits and 
pieces and highlights. I remember him scoring that double against City in the 3 0 win. He hit one of them. And I honestly yeah. thought Liverpool had got the new Shearer. <laughs> I was convinced of what I thought. Well, they did get the new Shearer, just the Alan Shearer who was injured. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. 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 Any more January ones before we conclude this? I can't think of any. I can't think of any more any more duff ones. But I think that little review has highlighted just how how well we've done, really. And then and, you know, on the slide, Liverpool yeah. made some of their best ever signs. Yeah. And, and, and players who've stuck around a yeah. fair while. Yeah, I mean, Coutinho. Well, Coutinho I, went and Torres went. So they made yeah. two massive sales exactly. at that yeah. time as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could make a case for Coutinho being. I know. Van Dijk's been brilliant and I, I know how good Suarez was but you could make a case for Coutinho being the best ever January signing to sign him for eight and a half million well he's the best he's, he's probably Liverpool's best ever value signing yeah. ever yeah. for they got okay you could argue maybe a few months towards the end wasn't particularly great yeah. when he wasn't playing because he had a sore back or whatever yeah. you know these planes can be a bit dodgy playing seats anyway but then you, you got him for eight million yeah you got five and a half years out of him mm. and then sold him for 142. And at the time, people forget that it was a risk because he hadn't been particularly great at Inter Milan, had he? Some wonderful, mm. wonderful moments. Um, you know, Old Trafford, one of the best best oh. goals I've ever celebrated. It was, he's a, he was a phenomenal player, great to watch, and they got a hell of a lot of money for him. So, yeah. And it's I'm, all right. Yep, and on that January bombshell, we shall conclude. Join us next week where we will look ahead to the game against Leicester City. Cheerio. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.